on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. The reviews for Shazam are rolling in hot. The end game has begun for Fox. And Batista has finally gotten what he wants. Give me what I want! Give me what I want! That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> Today's date is March 29th, 2019. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, go through the latest news, the new comic book releases from your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And discuss some topics about the world of comic books for your amusement. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe down below and rate well elsewhere. It really does help us out. You can always find us on YouTube, on Stitcher, on iTunes, and on Spotify. Be sure to also check out our website, htbvids.com. Once again, that is htbvids.com, where you can find links to all of these things and plenty of written content and lists as well. So, we have had a little bit of a gap of time between some of the episodes. You got Hit the Mats rolling out just before this episode of Hit the Books. And they're, both episodes are basically catch-up episodes because we had a Marvel re- review of uh, Captain Marvel, the movie. Um, and Dan and I had to basically gotten sick for a week straight, so neither of us were really working at 100%. And uh, I'm still kind of recovering a little bit. I still got kind of a throat cold going on. Um, but we're finally back into it and rolling out, so uh, hopefully that means everything will stay on track for a little while uh, without any more interruptions. But uh, unfortunately, because of that, this is going to be a condensed show that won't have the topics on the show this time. Um, just because we have so much news we got to catch up on and so much we got to discuss that it's going to take it's going to take us two hours plus probably just to get through the news items. Oh yeah. So please forgive us once again. We just we won't have a topic this time, but we will try to have <laughs> enough time on the show to give you a topic next time. It's just it's too much to edit to do a three hour four hour episode. It's too, it takes us too long to record it, and it, it's just it's nobody listens to it because it's too long. <laughs> so. Um, Please forgive us, but uh, we should be back on pace for a normal schedule pretty soon here. Although that Shazam review is coming in hot, mm. and we're about to go see it, and it's gonna be pretty good. My hopes are very electrifying. My hopes are pretty high. So, uh, without further ado, Emery, what have you been reading? Well, speaking of catching up, uh, I've been catching myself up on several things um, in honor of. The Umbrella Academy being on Netflix, I actually, after watching the show, went back and read the first volume of the Umbrella Academy called The Apocalypse Suite. Well, since you're familiar with both the book and the show, why don't you run us through it? Uh, well, <clears throat> this is a book that uh, has a lot of ideas that you've probably seen before, uh, such as a... Wealthy billionaire type who, for some reason, takes interest in a bunch of uh, special children across the world and decides to raise them and per- like groom them as his own 
And it just so happens that uh, the reason that they're special is because they were gifted with superpowers at birth. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. It sounds a little familiar. A, a little bit. And this is a story about <coughs> essentially uh, how this entire family uh, has to deal with the, an impending apocalypse that is brought on by one of their own. Uh, <gasps> a Is uh, its name Jean Grey? <laughs> no. Is it a really hot redhead? No. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of questions. Uh, yeah, I, I will let you know the that defense rests. It, it does... It does its own kind of Dark Phoenix story, but uh, it, it's like if you met... Mix, blah, 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 blah. This thing I'll has that for you. Yeah, I got you. you. I got you, you, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's as if someone mixed and matched and mished and mashed the Days of Future Past storyline with the Dark Phoenix storyline and just kind of made it all kiss and work together. And you get a story that uh, has some time travel, has uh, one of the uh, superhero family become responsible for basically the end of the world. Nice. And they all, while dealing with their own personal bullshit, <coughs> somehow miraculously work together to stop the apocalypse. Convenient name. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> convenient name is convenient. Uh, they're both pretty well done. I'd say that uh, for a lot of the uh, more like things that would be easier to read in a comic than it would be to translate to film, uh, like both of these stories have their strengths and their weaknesses, but I would say that each one of them stands on their own as like a really cool story to either watch or read. Nice, nice. And this is on YouTube and uh, sci-fi? No. Uh, Deadly Class. Ah, that's, that, what, that's what I'm mixing it up with. Yeah, that, that's a different one. That's a, about a bunch of uh, child assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. Okay. Too much, you know, teenager, young person yeah, activity. A lot of this shit being re shows. released <laughs> pretty close to each other. There's a lot of, it feels like a lot of streams crossing. Cloak and Dagger and oh, the Runaways. Oh, all this there's, YA There's a lot stuff. of stuff. <laughs> I will say this. It's I, very emotional. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I will say I have also watched Cloak and Dagger. There's a lot of... <clears throat> made for teens tropes that they have in there much like the runaways but it's still an interesting story all right all right yeah well, it's like I, the highest praise i've heard so far i will endorse cloak and dagger and season one of the runaways season, oh no season two was a mess <gasps> well so hopefully they fix that with season i wonder three, if they Season three? We don't even know yet if there's going to be a season three, Emery. We, we don't even know yet. Heavy foreshadowing. Oh, heavy. Oh, turn the it's page. It's almost like we're... Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't get caught between the panels now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or that Snickers ad. That goddamn Snickers it ad. It gets me every fucking time. 
for, for, I, I haven't had a proper chance to rant about this, so this is the perfect opportunity on an episode where we don't have a topic. Yep, let's do it. All right, the DC books. I don't know if any other books have had it, because I haven't seen it in any other books. I'm assuming it's just the DC books. But the DC books have been doing this fucking thing for about a year, where Snickers made a, a comic like panel, like an entire page of a comic, as their ad. But it flows so seamlessly <laughs> from the comic you're reading into the Snickers ad that you have no idea it's a Snickers ad until the end. <laughs> and I swear to God, it pisses me off so much because it's it's worse than, like, actual commercials on TV. Because, <laughs> like, actual commercials on TV, you pretty much know you're watching a commercial. With the YouTube ads, there's a skip button, you know, there's a warning, there's a countdown thing on the Facebook videos. There's always some way to tell it's an ad or going to be an ad. There's no way to tell with this unless you're just not that engrossed in the story and you're paying attention to the the very ends of the perimeter where the Snickers bar is. Because if you go from panel to panel and then go directly up to read the next page, as I often do, mm -hmm. you just naturally flow into the story with this short story with Superman and Flash and Gorilla Grodd, <laughs> and you'll be like, wait, what the fuck? Did I miss a page? And like, you'll read halfway through the panels, and you'll be like, what the fuck? What is going on here? And, and you'll then at the bottom, yeah, Snickers. You'll flip, the, you'll flip the page back and forth, like, did I? am I missing a page? What the fuck happened? Why is Gorilla Grodd here? Why, why is this relevant to anything? What is going on? It's like, and look then, down a little further. And then you finish reading it, and then you stumble into the Snickers ad at the very last panel, and you want to murder everybody <laughs> in the the immediate pr proximity. It's it's not a good feeling. It makes me very angry, and it does not make me want a Snickers. It makes me want to abolish Snickers worldwide. <laughs> and I love Snickers. Don't get me wrong. This is not a Snickers ad, by the way. I just love their fun size Snickers. But fuck those ads, and fuck the Snickers company, and fuck DC. Quit snorting all that coke. You need to get out of California. Go back to, to New York. I know there's plenty of coke there, but there's other things to do. And quite frankly, the writing was better in New York. Yep. So, my rant is over. I'll have one thing to add Please to that. Please stop. At least... The least they could have done was instead of tricking you into thinking that you read more, you're reading more of the comic book that you're reading. They could have taken a page out of Tide's playbook and pretended like it was an ad for something else, and then say, "Surprise! It's a Snickers ad." Uh, at least that would have been funny. Uh, no, no, it pulls you so far out of the story. Like, I have literally gotten so deep into a story and then got hit by the, one of those ads, and it pulled me so far out of the book, I had to reread the entire book because it just ruined the experience, and I wanted to get back into that mode. Oh, here's Gorilla Grodd again. What are oh, Batman and Superman going to do? Oh, my God. It's so bad. All right. Rant is over. Yep. Thank you for letting me air that on the, the radio waves here. And, uh... I feel a lot better. I, I don't feel a lot better. I actually feel worse. I'm just, I'm very angry. Oh, I'm man. very bitter inside. Are, are you hungry? Is that what it is? I, no. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> it's a tight end. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my rant. Have you ever been reading anything else? 
Um, getting myself caught up on Uncanny X-Men. <gasps> and boy. Yeah, they're really hitting your sweet spot right now. Oh, Classic yeah. uniforms are back. Oh, they're back, yeah. baby. No more is there a stupid-looking blueberry cap. He is no um, longer the purple, or the, the, <laughs> the purple. He is no longer the blue condom man. <laughs> the, yeah, the blue. Cyclops man. The blue condom-headed one-eyed dick. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah. It, it's time that we course correct and finally get Cyclops right. Please. I could do without the yellow underpants. That's just me. Mike, he can wear pants. The pants were fine. Okay. We just didn't want him looking like a big blue body condom. Uh, okay. While I'm sure that's true, it is important that we take a step in the right direction. <laughs> it, 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 this isn't a step program, Emery. <laughs> we can get it right the first time. Are, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but it seems like ever since these companies moved to California, like I think they need to go through a 12-step program. It's like... <laughs> there seems to be a lot of drugs going on. It was like, we're, we're going to give Cyclops and like three other people the Phoenix all at the same fucking time. We're going to slowly turn him into Magneto and then we're going to kill him. All with like, a fart cloud. With a fucking fart cloud. And then, it, it, but, but guys, we realized that we've been doing a lot of drugs lately. <laughs> we're sorry. We're going to do you a solid. And we're going to bring back the Cyclops that you like. That you remembered liking. We're bringing back the Jim Lee Cyclops. I will say this. Looking pretty good. It's got my favorite uh, Wolverine costume on right now. Yep, the, the good old brown and tan. Got probably the best Cyclops uniform on right now. Yep. Although, I could, again, I could do without the yeah, underpants. There, Maybe throw a bomber jacket on him. Huh? Yeah, 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 be cool. That's what he needs. <laughs> that, that is what he needs. If I've learned anything... That, well, okay, I'll say it like this. There is one thing that I learned from watching Captain Marvel. A bomber jacket can save just about any superhero costume. It's true. It is an easy fix. Give him the bomber jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, other than the uh, return to form for the uniforms, how are you feeling about it? Uh, well... I've had a good feeling about this one specifically because of what they like while his return is a bit silly in its execution the most important thing about it is what they decided to focus on with him which was the core concept of what it means to be a hero did murdering your mentor look we've made mistakes in the Demanding past genocide we've made a lot of mistakes in the past These seem like pretty big mistakes. Yeah, th yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty fucking big. Uh, letting yourself die in a fucking fart cloud, that's a pretty big one, too. Um, I feel like he should probably be hiding out in Brazil somewhere. Uh, I, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's not just the de facto place for anyone who's tried to eliminate an entire species to just go and hide. That being said... The core essence of being a hero is to, one, put the needs of others above your own. In Cyclops' case, 
even if those people don't like you one bit. Another core tenet of being a hero is... Damn it, just answer for the bad things that you've done. Try to do some good. And in the latest issue, he got the whole team together and went over a list of problem mutants. Like an entire list of mutants and mutant gangs and affiliations that, well, if the X-Men are about to be done, and at this point in the story there's a cure for mutants, so it's looking like they're about to be done, he wants to go out on a high note. He wants to handle all of these villains that have just been... When you say handle, it, does he mean murder? It, no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Watched out. There's a very large, damn near full-page panel of him directing the team to attack the group of mutants that are hurting oh, people. Oh, so he's telling other people to murder them. I Much better. Not, he specifically told Wolverine no killing. Please. <laughs> I'm just the dude murders people in his sleep. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying he murdered literally every child he ever had <laughs> at once. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Laura is still alive. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> Honey Badger. He didn't, he didn't procreate to make those. <laughs> uh, look, DNA left around is DNA left around. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm just saying. Laura's still alive. Honey Badger Stop is still alive. No. Yep. Honey Badger's not a thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fake news. <laughs> not a thing. <sighs> you know... Sometimes you're going to have kids that you don't like. <laughs> uh, I'd rather have kids I don't know exist. <laughs> in this particular situation, not in reality. If I have kids out there, tell me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. The point of what's happening is that th- th- this is a turnaround moment. This is mm. this is Cyclops. Doing. This is the season. God damn it. <laughs> this is this is the turning point. This is the like Please continue. Oh, oh my god. Just, just giving you uh atmospheric music uh-huh. in the background. Yeah, speaking of atmospheric music, uh the way that this latest uh, issue ends let's just say the classic Avengers theme would be apt for what happens at the end of it. Interesting. But yeah, uh, stay tuned. <gasps> Have you read anything else? Uh, <laughs> uh, I read half, or maybe a little more than half, of Detective Comics issue 1000. This uh, full-on, uh, not novel, but a collection of stories that's large enough to be a fucking novel. Uh <laughs> Let's just say there's some good, some really fucking stupid. <laughs> Why do you say that? 
so it's such yeah. a collectible issue. Y- yeah, Brian Michael Bendis wrote a story. Yeah, you know what story he wrote? The one where old, old, old man penguin finds old, old, old man Bruce Wayne and says, "I knew you were Batman the whole fucking time." The only reason I didn't do shit about it is because I knew if I took away Bruce Wayne, Batman would kill us all. And what does Batman do? He takes his uh, Professor X chair and shocks the shit out of him. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. Great! Thanks, Bendis. Nice. Guess who else wrote a story in it? Jeff Johns. Oh, that's that's a prolific writer. Yeah. Had some good runs. Yeah, one get, of the best Green Lantern stories. Aquaman, Flash. Yeah. Guess, guess Shazam. What he, guess what he put on the first page? Do you ever think that maybe a Batman story should just be a complete family affair? Rubble, Deborah, legs like Scoob. I'm gonna put the kids in costumes. You put the dog in one, too! I just don't get why the dog had utility pouches. <laughs> how, how is that ever going to be useful? <laughs> you know, like, if a dog wants to, like, whip its head around and yeah, kind of... Give him the dog some shark repellent to yeah, carry around. Yeah, some, the, the just in case. Some bat dog shark repellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god, it's so dumb. It's real dumb. It's real stupid. <laughs> also, Catwoman's design made no sense. Uh, Whoa. We're going to cut just behind the cleavage and then go <laughs> down around the back for no reason? We've got to air it out, man. <laughs> I guess that's it a, would get sweaty. There's a whole lot of leather head to toe. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> gotta, we got to air some of that out. Speaking of airing some of it out, there's uh, <laughs> quite possibly the funniest story called The Precedent. Guess what precedent I'm talking about? Booty Shorts Boy! (gasps) Robin? Yes. Robin. You know, that uh, little child that uh, this grown man flying around in a bat-themed onesie decided to take along with him to fight crime... And totally not get shot right in the fucking face by an asshole with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about that. So, the story is about how... You know how we're going to help this child who just lost his parents? Just like you once lost your parents, Bruce. Reminder. Your parents are dead. <laughs> They're, like, really dead. Like, really dead. Like, really, really like, dead. Like, extra dead. Yeah. Like a, a side of dead. Yeah. Double, triple dead. They're definitely dead. Yeah. Guess who else has dead parents? <gasps> this little boy that you just absconded with. From a circus. From a circus. Did you even file papers for this kid? Oh, my God. Probably not. Yeah. No, so, about this kid that you just took and no one said shit to you about. Um, That's what happens when you're rich. Yep. Watch that uh, latest <laughs> Michael Jackson documentary. <gasps> Most people assumed it was bad, but it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh, see, we say that now, but I, I, w- I have an argument about the credibility of 
those two dudes. But that's a topic for another time. Me? Please tell me you're not <laughs> the blind faith Michael Jackson defender. Uh, I, I'm not the blind faith. I am the, you know, the, like both of those cases, the judge threw those out of court because... The judge the, didn't throw them out of court. He paid them off. Uh, he, he paid off the <laughs> civil suit because the civil was going to... The civil came before the criminal. The criminal was thrown out of court. He paid off the civil because he didn't want to... T- mm. You know, again, uh, this is... Uh, it, there, oh. there, there's a lot more to this. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, man. It's weird. It is weird. It's, it, it's very weird. It's very weird. I'm, I'm not going to say Michael Jackson was a good man. No. You, the thing is, the kids were so obsessed with him that they defended him even while admitting that they were having sex with him. But they didn't see it as a wrong thing. So I'm kind of I'm kind of tempted to believe them because they didn't want they didn't want the, anybody to prosecute Michael Jackson because they enjoyed it because they saw themselves as his actual lovers. It's weird, it's gross. And even if nothing happened in those bedrooms, it's weird for an adult man <laughs> with a fucking fairground outside his house to be in, in, inviting small children from around the world to come stay the night with him in his house for months on end. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's factual. Uh, okay. Even if nothing else happened, there was no <laughs> masturbation, there was no sexual assault, there was no weird, you know, fondling or molesting of any sort. It's still fucking gross and weird. Uh, yes. You're a complete stranger. <laughs> hey, what the fuck are your parents doing? Uh, yeah. And B, <laughs> what are you doing? It's yeah. fucking weird. If Michael- I don't care if Macaulay Culkin defends him to his death. It was weird that Macaulay Culkin <laughs> was spending the night as like an 11-year-old at Michael Jackson's house frequently. It's weird. And Corey Feldman. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's so weird. <laughs> Corey Feldman. Corey, I'm putting all pedos in Hollywood on fucking notice, Feldman. <laughs> he didn't. Corey Feldman didn't put pedophiles on notice. His counterpart, Corey Haim, did. And then Corey Haim died. And then Feldman was like, oh, I was Melissa too. <laughs> okay, we're getting off track here. Corey Haim fucking killed himself, more or less. We're, we're getting off track here. We are a comic book. <laughs> reviewing channel. How is Michael Jackson not a comic book villain? He is, he is a quintessential comic book villain. Uh, yeah, about that. Uh, he's a comic book villain. As also, soon as a Bruce com- Wayne. It's fucking weird. It, yeah. Same with Michael Jackson, all yeah, right? Yeah, it, it's even fucking if weird. You did, even if you didn't sleep in the same room, which you did. I know you did. I've seen panels. <laughs> even if you didn't sleep in the same room. Even if you didn't molest Robin. <laughs> It's fucking weird, okay? Okay. Batman, what's this bat lube doing here? Why do you have all these young orphans in your house? Why do you keep having all of these young orphans in your house? Two of them aren't even actual orphans. They're just (laughs) kids that you abducted from their parents because their parents sucked. (laughs) Dick was the only actual orphan. Oh. And one of them was just actually his son. It's so weird. It's so weird. But I digress. Please continue. 
God. I think you're going to like the, the show The Boys that's coming out soon. Oh, no. Especially when they get to the, the G-Men arc. It <laughs> <laughs> was that SNL skit oh. where they had the, the gay Batman and Robin group. <laughs> Oh, you mean the ambiguously gay yeah. duo? <laughs> the ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> oh man, I love the ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> so hilarious. <sighs> but yeah, <sighs> yep. But, you know, it, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah. But it's still fucking weird. <laughs> it's still weird. All right. Yeah, uh, the thing to take away from all of this <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, The Precedence is a story about how Robin, in the midst of a discussion between Bruce and Alfred about the problems of bringing a child out into the field and fight crime with him, Dick steps in. Or a somersaults in because he's an acrobat and like literally not figuratively. Like why? Why? Dick steps in. Yep. <laughs> Dick steps in to the conversation and says, "You know what? I I do agree to this. I'm, I'm going to do it because I'm going to show how people can uh, also be like me and fight crime <gasps> the right way, half naked." yes booty shorts boy chooses to be booty shorts boy on purpose according to this story supposedly supposedly yeah just totally wasn't groomed or brainwashed or i find it highly suspicious that batman makes him dress in bright colors When he is on the record saying that he wears everything else for stealth and intimidation, except for the yellow bat symbol, which is meant to make them aim at his chest, mm-hmm. which implies that the bright colors on the young child that is an orphan, same function, to make people aim their guns <laughs> at something brightly colored and dis- distracting. I find that suspicious. I think Bruce Wayne might actually be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, DC's poster boy. Just curious, you know. You no, know, I'm, I'm starting to realize why Dick Grayson would you know say who else had a bad man. childhood. Michael Jackson. Rough childhood. Rough childhood. Rough childhood turns you into a monster. Potentially, could be some trauma there. Untreated trauma. So when you don't see a psychiatrist. Instead, you see a butler. Some. I don't think there's a lot of healing going on there. Uh, about that. <laughs> I never aged past the age of ten. <laughs> my adulthood died when my parents died. <laughs> Come here, little circus boy. <laughs> Climb my trapeze. <laughs> do a whirly do. <laughs> Wee! I have oh, something. <laughs> I have something for you to shove a shot onto, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we should probably quit joking about uh, pedophilia. It's a serious issue, and uh, every pedophile should have their balls removed without any anesthetic, very slowly, with a rusty butter knife. Yeah, spoon. Spoon. I like a spoon. Grapefruit spoon. Yeah, just a round spoon. Just, just a round a r- spoon. A rusty round spoon. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of dig. Now saw. 
sawing action. Uh, no sawing. Just kind of just <laughs> brought a blunt <laughs> piece of metal. Just <laughs> slowly waiting for you to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Pedophiles are terrible. That being said, very suspicious, Batman. <laughs> very suspicious. Uh, uh, child and or teen sidekicks. Not a good look. It's never been a good look. <laughs> no. No. Nope. Nope. Not even a little bit. Nope. See, that's what happens when <laughs> comic book fans become adults. They <laughs> <laughs> take a look back and it's like, Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh. Why was I allowed to read this? <laughs> it's like... It, I, I mean, it's one thing to have, like, one ward at your side. It's another thing to have a harem. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's, it's, it's not a good look. No. No. Even if you don't ever actually do anything to them... It's not a good look. No. People are always going no. to be suspicious. Especially when you're a billionaire who's untouchable. Yeah. yeah. Since they live by different rules. Yeah. Jesse Smollett, I'm looking at you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on Wait. from the disparity and who gets to have the law enacted on them and who gets to enact the law so uh have you been reading anything else or is that pretty much wrap it up up to this point uh, i think that, that that's all i remember reading if there's something else i'll think of it all right great well i have been marathoning one specific book that i love because i love warren ellis oh and uh warren ellis and john davis hunt uh, have been working on the kind of reboot of the Wildstorm universe, but called The Wildstorm, two separate words, um, whereas previously it had been one word. Um, Interesting. But of course, you know I love Grifter. He's one of my favorite <laughs> comic book characters ever. Grifter and is pretty sweet. He has one of the coolest looks ever. <laughs> um, Bandana over the face. But I gotta say, it's, it, it was a little bit of a slow burn for the first two or three books because basically those first few books you're kind of left in the dark under what's going on and if you've read the previous wildstorm stuff or stormwatch stuff you you kind of get an idea of what's going on and where the allegiances lie but they've changed some significant things in this version yeah and so you're still kind of left wondering you know what exactly has changed what exactly is different um how do i need to adjust to actually enjoy the story and whatnot and uh, after the first two or three issues and you get into it, you really get sucked in. It's, it is a great book. I am really enjoying it. I'm like issue 13 or 14 right now. Um, it's been going for two or three years now on the, the current run. And so I still got plenty more catching up to do, but I'm enjoying every second of it. And of course it's Warren Ellis. So there's plenty of stuff to read. So it's, it's a time consuming book. You know, yeah. you get your money's worth. Uh, in terms of storytelling, dialogue, fun interactions, all that stuff. John Davis Hunt is doing a great job. The internal artwork is amazing. Ooh. Like, there's some really great shots and panels. But the covers are all right. They're fine. You know, there's a handful of covers that are pretty cool and a few variants specifically. There's like a Jim Lee Grifter variant that we considered for Ooh, cover of yeah. the week. I think it, it might have won cover of the week in 2017. Yeah. Um, but it was, 
it, it's just great. I really, really love it. I love the world. I love the whole Stormwatch world. Um, I love the Wildstorm universe. Um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying this reboot. Uh, for me, this reboot kind of represents what was kind of the best of New 52's reboots, where it's hmm. it kept enough familiar stuff to, you know, be familiar and be enjoyable. You know, they didn't detract too far from who the characters were. Um, but they added enough depth that it feels fresh and new and you're excited to discover the next thing and discover what's changed here. You know, who's this new character? What, how is this connected? How is this going to end up, you know, um, building into a a larger narrative later on. And it's, I'm really, really enjoying it. And honestly, it's been the only book I've been reading because again, it's a long read and it's, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm very engrossed in it. It was kind of like this when I was reading Lock and Key, when I was reading Lock and Key and getting caught up on Lock and Key, which is a great book. I highly recommend it. I think it's an IDW title. Uh, I might be mistaken. I think, I think it's IDW though. Um, but that book was amazing and I just, it engrossed me, uh, just completely. And it, it was all I wanted to read. It was all I was thinking about. I didn't want to, I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to play uh, a video game. I didn't want to read a, a regular book. You know, I didn't want to do anything else, but read lock and key because I loved it so much. The art was great. It's the same thing with the, the wild storm right now. I I'm enjoying it cool. so much. I love the world. You know, if you liked light sci-fi, you know, like sci-fi, that's more earth focused that's more you know localized then you're really going to enjoy this book if you like more realistic takes on say you know superpowered teams or you know i i don't want to say superheroes because they're not necessarily superheroes they're basically factions Mm -hmm. that are all working against each other in different ways for different goals it's just it's really enjoyable and it's 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 a lot of fun and warren ellis has a great take a very adult take and not in like you know not in the Batman damned way where we're just having adult themes and ideas for the sake of having them. Right. And not having any context that makes sense. I mean, adults in that it treats you like an adult when you're reading it. The characters read like adults talking to each other. They don't read like, you know, some over dramatic, bamboozled, mm-hmm. you know, side thing. You know, it's it's fun. Blast and damn Batman. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's Foiled enga- me again. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, it's engaging, it's bloody at times. Mm-hmm. Um and there's always something something at stake. And I really like what they're doing with all the characters. Um, surprisingly enough, I, 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 you know, as much as I love Grifter, he's probably one of the mid, in, mid-range interesting characters in the book. I actually think that uh, um, a few of the other characters actually shine really brightly throughout this book. And it's, uh-huh. not, it's not the characters you would think. So I highly, highly, highly recommend you pick up those books. I don't want to spoil anything because there, there is some fresh stuff, even for classic Wildstorm fans. Um, I highly recommend you pick up this book. I think it's some of the best stuff that Warren Ellis has done. And I know you recommended uh, Transmetropolitan. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> which I haven't read yet, and I need to read. But uh, not having read that, in my opinion, this is you know one of his top two books that I've ever read from Warren Ellis, and I really love it. So. It's a, it's kind of high praise. Yeah, it's kind of a book that's you know on the fringe that you know I don't know if it's selling all that great compared to the regular DC books, but man, is it it's a worthwhile investment. And I, I think the Warren Ellis fans that are out there are loyally supporting that book, which is why it's run so long. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. I hope he doesn't get bored with it too soon because yeah, I really would like to see it continue for a, sig- a significant amount of time. You know, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been reading. 
Uh, no, we did the content match the drapes this week. Um, we just, again, we, I was very laser focused on one thing and we had a lot of delays and memories obviously, uh, had his things with the uncanny X-Men, uh, yep. grossing a lot of his time there. Yep. Uh, you gotta get caught up cause they're back. So, uh, obviously with our rants, we've run kind of long already. So it's a good thing we cut the topic. We oh, got, oh yeah. We got a lot of news to discuss. So let's get into it. there and with that let's get into the news first up we have gotten our official avengers endgame trailer it's coming out very soon oh the yeah end, the end of next month because today's the 29th so i guess it's still technically next month but we're about a month away i refuse to watch these trailers <laughs> i i watched uh, like a portion of the teaser trailer and then i saw something i didn't want to know and I, I immediately shut it off and said nope done I won't. Uh, it's annoying me that the posters keep appearing on Facebook for all the stuff because I'm feeling like, what if there's that one fan that, you know, out there? And I, I get it. You, you want to broadcast to the majority, not the minority, but there's probably people out there. I'm looking at you <laughs> off camera. Uh, <laughs> there's probably some people out there that, you know, aren't fully caught up and just you know let's face it the mcu is a very overwhelming amount of content for someone who's coming in late yep and it's a lot of movies it's a lot of stuff to catch up on and you basically ruin the it like entirely ruin par portions of the previous movie with your teaser trailer and your promotional posters and now that the new the new trailer has come out based on what people have been telling me and what i've been seeing on the internet um there's a lot of concern for spoilers in there and even um, Captain America himself, actor's name, Chris Evans. Thank you. I don't know why I was blanking on it. Chris Evans was saying something alluding to the fact that he thinks that there's significant spoilers hidden in there and he didn't like the trailer for that reason. Mm. And I literally saw a photo while I was making the notes for the show <laughs> that ruined something for me that I didn't want to see. That was a snapshot from that trailer that was just blatantly posted on the internet and it fucking annoys the hell out of me because i want to know nothing going in <laughs> i want total blackout i i know enough who is not going to see this movie right you don't need to advertise anymore everyone will see this movie <laughs> it's already going to happen all you need to do is put the avengers logo and then the date done <laughs> you've done your job that's all we need we're a month away uh... <sighs> <laughs> See, this is this is what DC does so well, but Marvel just sucks at. Oh yeah, they yes. suck at advertising their movies properly. DC is great at it, which is probably half the reason why they still exist <laughs> as a movie studio, <laughs> because they put that hype machine to work and they put on awesome trailers that do not represent the movie at all. <laughs> Marvel has the opposite problem, where they spoil half the movie in the trailers, building up to the movie, unnecessarily so, because they already know people are going to go see it. Right. And the movie still manages to, for the most part, be... Pretty up, successful. Up, yeah, pretty successful, pretty good movie going in. Yeah. So, Captain Marvel notwithstanding. Still so bitter. Should, yeah. Be sure to check out our Captain Marvel review. It's on YouTube, on Stitcher, on Spotify, iTunes. It's the all in there for you. Yep. The same coming soon. Um, Hashtag real Captain Marvel. How do you feel about this? I mean, it's kind of like a, a mini topic within a topic, but uh, okay. I, I can't uh, stand it. I can't stand it. The thing with uh, the trailers that they've posted and they keep uh, pushing out there, they don't even know what constitutes a spoiler anymore. 
They really don't. I don't, I don't understand why. There's stuff that I, you know, I get it. It's the movie's supposedly over three hours long. You know, minor news item there. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you're gonna watch it all anyway. Yeah, you're gonna watch that no whole thing. Fun. You're gonna. You're going to be there the entire three hours, and you know it. Yeah, you've probably sat through every single bit of the Lord of the Rings movies when those came out. The extended editions. We know you did. Yeah, we know. And you're going to do it again. Yep. In a theater. you damn right. Better make that Soto small. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to piss your pants. <laughs> or even worse, go to the bathroom and actually miss part of the movie. <gasps> You fool. But then you just have to watch it again. <laughs> More money for Marvel. Well, hopefully it's good. <laughs> if it's not good, then uh, maybe not. Um, yeah, we'll see if they make it uh, another uh, low-key Hawkeye movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that new hairdo, though. That new hairdo, though. Looking fierce. L look, sometimes when you lose your entire family in a snap, <gasps> uh, you... Spoilers! <laughs> I honestly didn't know that. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's speculation at this point. Mm. Like, there's no telling mm. how much of his family survived. Mm. I think you just ruined part of the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a likely motivation to cut your hair that way. Uh, yeah. His wife wouldn't let him otherwise. And dress up like a ninja and terrorize Japan. Well, again, and... An astronaut ninja. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With a bow and arrow. Uh, you know what happens in space when you shoot a bow? <laughs> you get pushed in the opposite direction just as fast. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that he gets a sword in this movie. The guy with a bow and arrow gets a sword? <laughs> Why is he shortening the distance he can use? <laughs> Look, he likes to get real close to the things that he's about to kill. Okay. Much like uh, uh, a, a very famous Claude friend that we're all very familiar with. He's immortal! <laughs> <laughs> he gets close because he can't fucking die. <laughs> like, how much more badass do you have to be to be mortal and just go in with a fucking sword? When you've been trained your entire life to use a bow and arrow. Allegedly. <laughs> Look, people can learn other skills. I'm not even watching this movie. <laughs> Just gotta watch Sazam <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, have you seen the Shazam trailers? I saw the first one, and again, I was extremely entertained because DC's very good at that. But there was one bit at the end mm -hmm. where he jumps up trying to jump over the tower. Uh -huh. I won't spoil it, because I don't want you to watch the trailer. I want you to see it in the movie. <laughs> Avoid the trailers. But it was a very funny moment, and I was like, fuck. That could have been a funny moment in the movie. Damn. <laughs> yeah, there's another moment that I've seen that... Let's just say it involves Shazam being a little new with the powers that he's given. Ooh. And this movie from what I keep hearing, is kind of a movie about what would a child do if they suddenly became kind of like Superman overnight. Well, I guess that brings us into the next news item. Ooh, what's the next news item? Reviews for Shazam are coming in. Ooh. And they're not bad. DCEU has done something good. Oh, you're lying. No, I, I, there, there's no, 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 no way. No, 
Hold on. It's a real story. True Hold story, on. bro. Okay. Look, now, man. Wonder Woman got very good reviews. Very solid reviews. We went and saw it. We liked it very much. I didn't we, like the we, third act as much. We, we liked... I'm pretty we sure... Liked, we liked the first two acts very much. We had some problems with the third act. Last I checked, 66% was a pretty close to a failing grade. <laughs> Why don't we check uh, Rotten Tomatoes for... Shazam right now. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, who who do you trust? Definitely not Rotten Tomatoes anymore. <laughs> well, I don't trust anybody anymore. So <laughs> let's just do Rotten Tomatoes and see what they say. Okay. Let let's let let's see what they say. It's just convenient. <laughs> not accurate. <laughs> so let's see what the early reviewers are saying overall. Right now in Rotten Tomatoes it has a ninety-three. No recent DCEU movie has sniffed a 93, okay? Early reviewers have it averaging, averaging a 93, all right? All right? Brad Pitt's balls don't get close to a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, okay? All right. All right. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I've been excited this entire year. It's the one movie that sucked me back in. <laughs> we had a whole thing about it. I am 100% set up for disappointment right now. <laughs> the pins are set. DC, oh please, please don't disappoint me. I want this to be so good, so badly. This is like <sighs> negotiating with an abusive ex. I would pay I... them an extra $100 <laughs> for this movie to be great. Just not, or at least good. <laughs> like, better than Aquaman, for the love of God. I know people are like, oh, Jason Momoa was fun. <laughs> he said he peed on it. Uh, uh, the movie's great. Like, no! <laughs> the movie made no fucking sense. Black Manta didn't need to be there at all. And boy, his acting was terrible. Uh, go watch our Aquaman review. I've soured on the movie more and more as time has gone on. How uh, could you sour on Mr. Worldwide? I, I said it was, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, I didn't they have like Led Zeppelin music in that movie? I thought it was they great. had Greta Van Fleet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that movie's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I like Jason Momoa. Oh, it was old DC. It was just, it was just kind of entertaining actors in a old DC movie. It, you know what old? You know how old that movie is? It, it's it damn near approaches Batman v Superman levels of now we gotta go here and 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 now we gotta go here 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 and here. And by the way, along the way, we have no idea what science is. <laughs> we don't understand anything. Science? What are you, some kind of nerd? Before the Sahara was even a desert. The, always. <laughs> uh, I can pee on it. <laughs> All right. And then the world right. was never covered in war ever again. <laughs> Damn it, Wonder Woman! <laughs> not how World War One worked. <laughs> <sighs> but Shazam's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm so hyped. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am for Shazam. <laughs> I am legitimately excited. I'm DC, you had better not Fuck us with this movie. The last time I was this excited for a DC film was Suicide Squad. 
Oh. And the reviews were so horrible before I could go see it. I decided it was a good movie. Uh, it, it was nominated for an Oscar award, and I wasn't going to watch it and just keep the trailers in my mind and just happily live out my dreams. And then Emery, <laughs> pro- what, a year later? Yep. Completely ruined it and gave me a Christmas present of Suicide Squad, I think on the show. Yep. And I was forced out of friendship obligations to watch that shitstorm of a movie. It's a one. <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> and the only reason it gets a one is because it's a movie. It's literally a movie. It's I, a movie. I ruined your illusions of what that movie was so by actually bad. having you watch it. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's painfully bad. Not just as a comic book, as a movie. Just as a movie. It is It is painful to watch. It hurts. Oh, It hurts me deep. Yeah. I was very upset. So... However, the, the reviews were nowhere near this level. I, I think when the reviews were coming out, it was like a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so this is a very different sign that is being sent my way by the, the merciful comic book gods. And I am uh, ready to receive my blessing. The, the merciful comic book immortals of... Uh, God, what the hell is that acronym? <laughs> I'm going to remember Solomon. It. Yeah. Solomon. Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Atlas. Zeus. Zeus. Achilles. Achilles. Yep. And Mercury. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. We mixed our Roman and Greek gods. <laughs> because <laughs> fuck it. We need an acronym. <laughs> fuck it. We're going to make this Shazam work. <laughs> I don't give a goddamn. And I think, I'm going to watch Shazam. I think it would only be proper justice that the real Captain Marvel... Hey. Shazam is the better movie coming out at the same time as the movie titled Captain Marvel. Sweet. Sweet. Now, for Emery, that's not a high threshold <laughs> because he's very low on the movie. For me, it has to be better than a six. For me, raising the bar an inch off the ground does not an achievement make. <laughs> Mind you, this movie looks like it's actually going to leap an entire building in a single bound. Yeah. And I was not... I, when I first heard the announcement that Zachary Levy was going to be the Shazam. character of Shazam, I was not sold. I was, <laughs> I was really not sold. And then when I saw the muscle suit, I was like, oh, I am really, <laughs> really not sold right now. And I oh, was, yeah, you were I like, was, no. I think what was, are they doing? Yeah, that was right after, like, BBS had just gone and passed, or maybe it was Justice League. I don't remember. Yeah. It was sometime in that era when we started getting all this information. And I was I was not on board. I was not on board at all. And then the first trailer hit. Oh. And I uh, complete 180. Yep. I was ready. My body is ready. <laughs> I am so hyped. We are only a few days away. DC knows how to do a good trailer. And it's right before WrestleMania. So we're going to do our Shazam review. And then we're going to do our WrestleMania review. And it's going to be a fucking hype. A oh hype week. God. So make sure you stay tuned to Hit the Books Podcast and Hit the Mats Podcast. Oh. The WWE wrestling podcast I do with my brother Dan, the man, Maloney. Oh, sweet mercy. Can the people handle? That's what a pro does. Yeah. Cross promotion. Yeah, that's, uh, ooh, the businessman right here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Speaking of Suicide Squad, these are transitioning very well. Yeah, this is a a rare moment. (laughs) Suicide. (laughs) It's very true. Suicide Squad is officially a reboot. At first, they were dancing around, saying it's not a reboot, but some characters aren't coming back. 
This character isn't coming back. All right, fuck it. No one's coming back. It's a reboot. Yeah. But hey, hey, hey. Another news item. Captain Boomerang's coming back. Yeah, son. Uh, the only, the literally the only character I liked in that movie. Just when you thought he was gone, he came right back. Ooh, <laughs> masterful. That's why he's the pro. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so glad we are getting our entirety of Australia's stereotype to come back for this movie. But yeah, um, <laughs> this movie should be a reboot. Now, I. I like the Captain Boomerang character because <laughs> I found him very entertaining as the comic relief. But let's face it, this this needs to be just a complete purge. Oh yeah, we need to not acknowledge the old movie happened. You know, I love the actress that played Amanda Waller. I think she did a great job with what she was given. She looks the, the part. She acts the part. She's intimidating. If you sift through a pile of shit in the Wherever the fuck a gold mine is, you will eventually find gold nuggets. Uh, or a carrot. Or a carrot. Yeah. Who knows? We'll take some corn. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Better than... You'll live. Absolutely nothing. You'll live for a little bit. <laughs> until you realize you've been eating things out of an actual pile of shit. Enchantress, I'm looking at you. Take a bath. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I this movie needs to be a reboot. A, it's got a brand new director. B, it's got Batista added to it. Give him what he wants. <laughs> and uh, it's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Dave, Dave Batista. That's all I have to say about it. Dave Batista as Bane. <laughs> and honestly, Joker it needs to have nothing to do with the Suicide Squad. Absolutely nothing. Especially not Jared Leto. Please, thank you. Nothing. Please. Can we also forget about Enchantress? Please. See, I think Enchantress is an awesome character. But she... When they don't fuck it up. They they completely fucked it up. Yeah. She was a tentacle monster. (laughs) (laughs) She was a tentacle monster without tentacles. Uh, (laughs) It's just like... Magic. Uh, So bad. (laughs) But yeah, it's officially a reboot. That's the news for that item. And uh, I'm happy about it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I think the whole universe needs to be a reboot. I think Shazam needs to be the first step in the reboot. And just go from there. Shazam is the new universe. Completely separate from all the other shit that's been happening. That's what I want. Make it happen. Also, this new Joker movie. Every Ooh, time I, every, hot fire. Every time I see promotional photos and stuff for it, Joaquin Phoenix looks perfect. He's perfect he for does. that role. It's perfect. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so ready. He's so... I'm so glad he came back and started acting in significant (laughs) movies again. I am so ready. He's such a good actor. Nothing against his uh, smaller projects, like, you know, her. Her. Can you think of any others he's done recently? Her is the only one I can think of. Uh, There's another one that I'm thinking of that I totally didn't watch because... Wasn't he in that one where he's like in love with a sex doll or something? No. If you're thinking of Lars and the real girl... That that, might be it. uh, Was this another weird white guy with a mustache? Oh, you mean uh, Ryan Gosling? Was that Ryan Gosling? That was totally Ryan Gosling. No! Man, my memory sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that at all. Yeah, Uh, Ryan Little Goose. That, that was totally him. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what his last name means. That's, means that's what goose. we need. We need a Top Gun sequel. And Ryan Gosling needs to play Goose's son. <laughs> named Little Goose. Oh my god. 
<laughs> otherwise known as Gosling. Uh, can, can we have uh, Maverick itself. have a child also and have him be... Uh, what what's a what's another word for like absolutely crazy person? Oh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, let, let's go with that. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> let's have Tom Cruise play his own son. <laughs> he would totally do it. I'm down <laughs> for the hilariousness factor alone. Like cut print. We have a movie, and have him be like a total bitch. Have him be like super cowardly. You know, the exact opposite. Super timid. That would be amazing. <sighs> Can we get Kenny Loggins to come back and do the soundtrack again? Danger Zone. <laughs> okay. Again, smooth transition. Let's go into the uh, next item on the news. James Gunn has gotten rehired by Marvel to return and do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That gave him what he wanted! <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. Uh, we just want Dave Batista to stop spitting on the mic. <laughs> we really do. If you haven't seen that episode of Raw, you don't need to watch the episode. <laughs> Raw has not been good recently. But that segment is GIF-worthy. It is meme-worthy. It needs to just continuously be on the internet for all time. It's so gross and so over the top. I'm not going to give you what you want. Give me what I want! Give me what I want! I'm not gonna give you the ass beating that you deserve. <laughs> give me what I want! Yeah, definitely check out our wrestling podcast. I'm sure we'll be talking about it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, James Gunn somehow got rehired. There was an, I don't, I don't know if it was because Batista's on Fox now on the wrestling show for a brief period of time and Disney owns Fox now. I don't know if maybe they saw Batista beat up the goat and they're like, oh, he won't hold back now. Oh, my God. This he, man's crazy. He, he tried to kill the nature boy. Or maybe they're like, oh, maybe we're making a big deal out of nothing. Eh, fine. Uh, Come on back. Yeah, I'm sure Wait, fine. You see Captain Marvel? We can't make space movies good without you. So <laughs> just, just come on back. Come on back. We need to fix this bullshit. <laughs> Either that or, my theory, he gets over to D.C., See how exactly how much coke they're snorting, yeah, and all of the ideas that they throw against the wall and try to achieve all of them at once. Yeah, <laughs> just that, goes, honestly, like, that's what I suspect uh, is the case. Uh, um, uh, it, can we just you know kind of make a, a focused movie? No, we gotta we gotta go here. We gotta go there. We gotta see this. We gotta see that. It's like, uh, can we make it four hours long? <sighs> Look, Marvel, I'm sorry. I swear to God, I'll never do it again. Those tweets oh, were 10 behave. years old. I'll behave. <laughs> I'll be back. I deleted them. I can't help it that WB they screenshotted. WB is insane. They're, they're not... Have you seen the amount of coke they're snorting? <laughs> Mountains. I don't know how they're alive. Yeah. So, believe what you will. And uh, we still haven't gotten confirmation that Batista is going to be in it, but we assume that's the case now that James Gunn is back. Oh, and, yeah. Um, there's, there's no replacing Drax. However, with all the constant changes that keep happening to the supposed Suicide Squad movie, it makes you wonder, is that movie even going to happen now? Oh, it, oh, it's happening. Is it, though? It, it's happening. Is it, though? They keep talking about Although, people that they're adding to it. I really hope Birds of Prey isn't happening. Can we... Can we... <laughs> Can you cancel that one, please? Oh. Shazam's going to give you a ton of goodwill, and you're going to ruin it all with Birds of Prey. Yeah. Please don't do this. DC's answer to that. You have enough money. Just just end it now. <laughs> just cut the cord. Joker's going to be great. 
You're building something great with Shazam. You can build something great with a new Batman movie. Just, just pull, pull the cord. Just let it go. Y- you know what DC's answer to that is? <laughs> <laughs> you know what people want? They want a Harley Quinn movie every year. Uh, and they want a Harley Quinn animation every year. Oh, uh, no. On our DC streaming app that people pay eight no. bucks a month to watch. Stop. Oh, come on. You want to watch Doom Patrol, don't you? Uh, come on. We brought Brendan Fraser uh, back from obscurity. Oh, poor Brendan Fraser. That poor I man. I mean, it, yes, sure. We covered his entire body with this costume that we came up with. But th- we have scenes of him out of it. Poor you want this, don't you? I love Brendan Fraser. That poor man. That we, poor we, man. we all love Brendan Fraser. We do. He's such a sweet, innocent man. <laughs> that poor guy. And next up on the news, Fox is officially part of Disney. They have finally signed over all the paperwork. They've handed over the keys. It's all official. Th- all your properties are belong to us. All of them. All of them are belong to us. <laughs> we can now finally print out X-Men and Fantastic Four movies. That's totally not why we actually bought Fox. That's actually why we bought That's Fox. That's the only reason we bought Fox. <laughs> like we were running out of movie ideas what the yeah. fuck are we gonna do uh, oh Fo- Fox's shit is falling apart yeah we're, we're gonna buy him out yeah, what I would like to see is them also buy Fox Sports so Fox Sports can just become what ESPN and ESPN can go away <laughs> ESPN, ESPN is terrible it's a genuinely awful product and it's only gotten worse since they've been laying off massive amounts of people the past, like, five years. And I, I don't know who's working there other than Van Pelt, but everybody except Van Pelt is awful. Awful. I'll take entire companies that aren't going to go down without a fight kicking and screaming for 1000 Alex. Oh, <laughs> God, there's so much money behind them. ESPN <laughs> uh, ain't going nowhere. I hate it. I hate it. They ain't going nowhere. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> uh, next up on the news, uh, Marvel's Runaways has been renewed for a season three, as we foreshadowed heavily earlier. Why? On and as you were saying, first season was pretty decent. Yeah, second season, not good. so much. They're, they're given a third chance. They've got one strike. Yeah, you've got one strike. We'll see what happens. Don't fuck this up one more time. But that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, it's, it's Hulu. Next up, Iron Man VR has been announced for the PlayStation VR system, anticipated for a release sometime this spring. Now, this was during a new PlayStation video thing that I guess they're going to do frequently now. I can't remember. It was like State of Play or something like that. It's, <laughs> because it's basically a Nintendo Direct, but for Sony, and since Sony pulled out of the E3 conferences. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> basically, they're pretending to be Nintendo, I guess, now, which kind of sucks, because I don't like the Nintendo Directs, personally. I actually, yeah, Nintendo- maybe, I, maybe I'm one of the few, but I actually like the big presentations. I like the big build-up to E3 and all the, you know, hype yeah, around. Even but- if it's not as big as I want it to be, or I don't hear the thing I want to hear, I still enjoy watching it and experiencing it. Like, you know, having huge reveals. Yeah, and and there's always, like, you know, awkward stuff that's, you know, <laughs> like meme-worthy every year. That so, One of the companies does something awful, but it's it's so, like, awful and entertaining and being awful that you just sit back and enjoy it. Like, 
the not last year, but the year before last year, Sony did an awesome conference where they had a big live orchestra for everything. They had God of War and a bunch of different big games that were oh, coming yeah. out. It was just an awesome conference. They had Banjo Kazooie announced and all that stuff, or not Banjo Kazooie, but uh, uh, what's the Australian thingy? Crash Bandicoot. Thank you. Crash Bandicoot. Thank you, Brain. Yeah. You saved me. Um, uh, but yeah, they had the Crash Bandicoot remastered thing and they had the live orchestra playing the music and all that was awesome. Last year was super awkward (laughs) because instead of an orchestra, they had a single guy who was just the skinny white guy with a goatee playing traditional Japanese instruments the entire conference. And it was just awkward. And like, the music was so awful because it was traditional, like with no modern aesthetic, that you couldn't tell if he was doing a good job or not because it, it sounded like squeaks, <laughs> yeah, and dongs, you know, plung plung plung, single note plucks <laughs> to a weird rhythm and then weird squealy flute playing. Yeah, uh, it, I don't know. It, maybe he he did a great job. Who knows? But now I will say he, that he was he, playing to a theme. You know what was announced that time? Uh, that was we had Sekiro uh, and, Sekiro and uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Totally not Tenchu. Totally not Tenchu. All, yeah. all of them are totally not Tenchu. Pretty much. It was the, <laughs> it was the year of totally not Tenchu <laughs> and totally not Last of Us. <laughs> totally not Last of Us. <laughs> Sons of Last of Us. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't a good conference. And I, I'm focusing yeah. on Sony because it was a Sony event that we were talking about here. But yeah. uh, Say um, what you want about that, that entire thing. Uh, Resident Evil Two, <laughs> get hyped! Get get! I mean, the game's out. I was a, I was a Silent Hill fanboy. Now I don't know if there was I a am war. So sorry. <laughs> I love it, man. I love I love uh, the first uh, two okay. Silent Hills. Third one, not so much, but I played it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm and I, sorry. I did that... play one after that. That was the last one I played. Oh, did did you ever play PT? I did play PT. Yeah, I had it on my PS4. Beat it. Got the secret ending and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It took me forever to get that secret ending, though. <laughs> Even when I knew how to do it, I couldn't get the fucking thing to work. Yeah, that's... God, that's a fucking shame. And it wasn't that worth it. <laughs> Norman Reedus coming around. I'm Norman Reedus. <laughs> PT. You know you want this game, right? All right. All right. Thanks, Norman. Thank you, Norman. I like you, but... Yeah, come on. That, that's what we get? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it was the, the reveal... To let you know, it's like, hey, we're totally going Hollywood with this one. Death Stranding, I'm looking at you. But yeah, this uh, Iron Man VR game, it looks like a really, really generic on-rails shooter thing, which is not what I want with VR. I don't think it's what anybody actually wants with VR. It's probably going to be a very short experience, I imagine. Um, I'm actually tempted to get a PlayStation VR headset. Just so I can see how fucking dumb this thing is. Oh, please don't. <laughs> uh, it's I like, the I, future. The Gran Turismo game, I totally get. Like the that arena ro- robot mech game looked pretty awesome. Um, like was it Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, no, it was like a big like not football game, but it was it was basically like a war. It was one of the launch ones. Oh, really good. Gran Turismo looked good. The Ace Combat looks amazing. Um, Ace Combat should. I can't remember what that uh, space game was where you pilot the ship. Um, I'm going to think of it. But that game looks amazing. That's ex- that's the type of stuff I want in VR that I want to see in VR that I would probably pick up a system if I had the disposable income and the time <laughs> and the space in my living room. Um, 
but this was not what I want from VR. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm I'm sure they'll make a little bit of money on it, and it'll be fine. And at least it keeps fresh things in the 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 ecosystem, so they can progress and continue to push this technology into the future and get it more advanced and more affordable. But yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna give a fuck about this game. Probably not. <laughs> so. Uh, next up on the news, <laughs> we got uh, another thing that uh, I question how many people will give a fuck about it. But uh, we got the first teaser trailer for Epic's DC show Pennyworth, based on the life of Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> we watched the teaser. How'd you feel about it? This is how I feel about it. Why is James Bond settling down and buttling for some fucking Americans if this is what Alfred Pennyworth is? Alfred Pennyworth looks like the kind of person who would continuously introduce himself. Pennyworth. Alfred Pennyworth. Senior butler. <laughs> Guys, I mean, we're, we're reaching we're reaching fucking Star Wars extended universe levels of trying to give every character a fucking sweet kick-ass backstory for everyone to watch and read and listen to because that's what we need. We need to bloat our entire fucking best Alfred ever. Best Alfred ever. I prefer Alfred when he was a young man. <laughs> when he was a uh, British SAS agent, and now like when young, he... young Albus uh, Dumbledore yeah. <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. Uh, like a young Dumbledore, he was so much more powerful in so his prime. So sassy, so sassy. It's like, what the fuck are we now? now... Chess. This is this is yet another chess move <laughs> that DC has made against themselves. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the trailer it got me interested because I like the 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 aesthetic. I like the the kind of locality that they're surrounded with, you know, the seeming characters they're surrounded with. Let's face it, the whole butler thing is aged pretty poorly, you know, <laughs> since the, the 1930s, 40s, 50s, when, you know, it was common for very wealthy people to have family butlers that were best friends with everybody in the family and, you know, caretakers that just lived with the family. It's no longer the case. Now, now you have, you know... Illegal immigrants who come and clean your house once in a while. That's yeah. That's what rich people do nowadays. And maybe get a little too involved if you're Schwarzenegger. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> come on. Do it. Now I watched a clip from uh one of not I Love Lu I don't think it was I Love Lucy. It was like when she was older. She had some other show. But he played a guy from Spain. And it was so goofy watching Arnold Schwarzenegger pretend to have a, <laughs> pretend to have a Spanish accent. I think his name was like Sergio. Thank you. My name is Sergio. I give you massage. Sergio. <laughs> it was comically awful. Oh my god. But uh yeah. Maybe I'll link that in the description. We'll see. Uh last like, time I we'll saw see if I can dig it up. Last time I saw a Sergio, it was uh, John Hamm from Mad Men trying to be the sexy saxman from the Lost Boys. Wake up! <laughs> That's the Sergio I want. <laughs> That's the Sergio we all deserve. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think the show actually looks kind of interesting. I actually like the Earth One Batman Alfred, where he's actually not 
some random butler. He's actually a security guy that used to work for Thomas Wayne, who was, you know, an ex uh, UK paratrooper. And that was, you know, combat experience. And he ends up being the one that tra- trains Bruce as he's, you know, becoming an adult and is kind of abusive, but, you know, for the reasons of mentorship and uh, make him hard, I guess. I don't know. But it's actually pretty good if you if anybody's out there read the Earth One storyline. Um, I, I actually like that version of Alfred best. I think that would make more sense in a modern world, you know, where we don't have butlers with comical coattails and you know those <laughs> silver saucers following around a guy dressed in a bat costume. Yeah, and yeah. college students absconding to unknown parts of Asia to learn how to become a ninja. Yeah, it's a little it's. A, it's <laughs> a little weird. Let's face it. You know, I just think it would be a little bit more modern and appropriate. I get it. It's tradition, just like Superman's red underpants that fans <laughs> cause a shitstorm about. Uh, but Gotta I, see those undies. I think there's room to grow, guys. I don't think it has to age like this. It's you know we're getting close to 100 years old now. We don't. The world is not the same as it was 100 years ago. Um, 100 years before Batman was created, it was pre-Civil War. There was still slavery happening in the country a hundred years before Batman was released. So <laughs> That is how recent. That's how recent it is, and that's how long a hundred years can be. Uh, so let's uh, not stay stuck in the 1930s and 40s, please. But we want to be stuck in the 90s. <laughs> Sometimes that's true. <laughs> I don't know about this context, but it's true. Uh, can we just pick and choose the parts of the 90s that we like and just keep them? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I don't have epics. I don't know how I'm going to watch the show because I'm not going to buy epics to watch it. Or yeah. cable, for that matter. Definitely not buying cable for this. But if I had cable, I would watch it. So yeah, that's I would a, give it a chance. That's a huge caveat. <laughs> to even Not caveat. Uh, barrier to entry. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yep. Next up on the news, the cover for Justice League number 23 has been replaced by a different cover done by Jorge Jimenez, who's somebody we were big fans of. Yeah. Um, however, this is the second time this collection, the Justice League book, uh, has changed on kind of late notice. No reason has been given. Um, last time it switched from a cover done by a totally different artist who was previously working on the book but had to leave because of some personal reasons, I'm assuming. And then Jorge Jimenez's cover, who was the current illustrator for the book, you know, became the main cover. That one I kind of understood. It, was, uh, it seems silly to do it so late, yeah. you know, when you had to give out free refunds to vendors because you screwed them over yeah. and delayed the book. Um, but this one just makes no sense to me. I'm like, what? It's, the, it's made by the same artist, so it's clearly not an artist issue. Is there something in that original cover that shouldn't be there? Is there Potentially. Some, is there something hidden in there? <laughs> like the whole controversy where that one artist was putting, you know, anti-Semitic stuff in the background to hide it, you know? Oh, like, is it yeah. one of those situations? Yeah. I, you know, we don't have a lot to go on with and, this one. And if that were the case, why would he still be working there? So I don't think that's the case. So what? It just makes no sense. So, But then again, we stopped trying to make sense of what DC does a long time ago. The chess match continues. They really need to get out of Southern California. <laughs> you need to get far away from your source, okay? Marijuana is legal in plenty of places. <laughs> well, let's just get away from the coke a little bit. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. It's, it's too much. It's too much coke. 
next up, uh, congratulations are in order for comic creator. I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Teeny Howard. Tiny, tiny, tiny Howard. Tiny Howard. Teeny Tiny Howard. Who is not a very little Howard. Who is not a tiny male, <laughs> but actually a uh, normal sized female. Normal sized female, I assume. Um, but Teeny Howard has signed an exclusivity deal with Marvel, which is pretty cool. So. Kudos to her. She's worked on uh, the Thanos book, which got a lot of positive praise from what I read. I haven't read the book. Don't know if it's good, but I've heard good things. And uh, several other books for um, Marvel and IDW. But now she's exclusively going forward with Marvel. So congratulations to her. It's great to see all creators getting uh, nice deals. And uh, it's kind of nice to have like the, the guys you know are always going to be around for a year or two. You know, like yeah. the guys you can rely on. Like, you know, the Jeff Johns or the, you know, the Scott Snyders, those, those types, you know, even if they're not necessarily exclusive all the time, it's nice that, to know that they're always going to be main characters yeah. in, in the comic world. The hope that I have is that she doesn't become overworked. Yeah, that's, that is always, that always seems to be the problem when you sign these exclusivity deals, that yeah. they take advantage of it. Yeah. They, they basically run you into the ground. I mean, we talked about it with Jim Lee. I'm starting to see it kind of with Jorge Jimenez, where his covers were just outstanding, every single cover. But now that they're pushing him as an illustrator of several books and a cover illustrator for several books, and he's doing variants for several books, it's it's clear that, like, quality is starting to go down a little bit. Yeah. Creativeness is starting to go down a little bit. And it's it's clear that, you know, maybe they're stretching him a little thin. And, um, you know. That's just my opinion. I have no insider knowledge. I don't know for sure, but that's just how I feel. And I, I think that's the downside. So hopefully T.D. Howard can avoid this and um, write some good content. Let's hope. And then the final news item of the day. Again, it's oh, final. Final. a lot of news, but we had a lot of catch up on. Oh, yeah. Zack Snyder went on a rant and argued with fans on Twitter recently. <laughs> he has done a little bit of this in the past, but never to this extent. <laughs> And it's not that relevant because, let's face it, he shouldn't be involved in this universe from here on out. Um, but he decided to go on Twitter and have a tirade about this stuff, which makes him re really petty, makes him look really bad. And I get it. Twitter's <laughs> a shitstorm. You know, if you pay any attention to it as a person that's high profile... Uh, which you probably shouldn't. Oh um, yeah, then, you're you're mm -mm. you're in for a world of hurt and mental uh, insanity, and it's it's gonna drive you crazy. And clearly, that's kind of what's happening with Zach. Now, Zach's also been dealing with a lot of intense family problems because of uh, recent loss of his daughter. Well, not recent, but it's it's been he lost his daughter not too long ago, and he didn't. I don't think he get over that very easily. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things going on in his life, and then having the shitstorm of Twitter just constantly <laughs> insulting you for let's face it, kind of shitty work uh, that you've done. Um, I'm sure it's pretty hard to bear, but I will go ahead and quote you some of these tweets. Um, and then we can uh, discuss it, I guess. <laughs> Quote, Oh, like, Batman killed a guy. I'm like, wake the fuck up, Snyder said. Quote, So I guess that's what I'm saying about once you've lost your virginity to this fucking movie, and then you come and say to me something like, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, down the fucking road on that. You know what I mean? Next one. Quote, it's a cool point. Look, I'm 100% fine with it. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes didn't fucking lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their corp. 
<laughs> Are we talking about Batman? <laughs> My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. <laughs> That's cool, but you're living in a fucking dream world. Next quote. <laughs> Mythologically speaking, I'm 100% fine, and I love more than anything Superman and Batman. But in the same way, Alan Moore was fed up with the fucking... Like, clearly, the, there's a comma there. Yep. He just ends it with the fucking <laughs> comma. Like, clearly, this is a response. Where Watchmen talked about comic books in the same way that this movie talks about comic book movies, but it talks about comic books at their most broken. He was addressing that. I'm getting concerned. <laughs> yep. Quote, the thing with comic book movies, and you know I'm a fan, I love, I go and see them, I love them. So those that's pretty much the big ones. That was just the ending. So he kind of went, you know, they're big, dumb movies. I'm going to go see them anyway. Probably most of his fans do, too. Um, doesn't look good. No. Uh, I think clearly if DC can, you know, step away from its its pinky finger from for just a second, <laughs> it should probably give Zack Snyder some other role. Get him out of the superhero stuff. That they, they need to give you him know, a wide berth. If he wants to make to movies, get just get him away from comic books and comic book fandom, because he's 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 gone from a guy that was you know somewhat liked for stuff like Three Hundred to just being a complete pariah. You know, <laughs> he's got Watchmen under his belt. He's got you know Three Hundred under his belt, and those are things he can always lean on. But it's it's just been a, a spiral from there, and it's only getting worse. And the guy is dealing with a lot of personal problems that we know about. I'm sure there's probably more behind the scenes. The guy is clearly not capable of handing, handling this much spotlight, even when he's not making the movies anymore. I think you guys need to cut the cord. You know, if you, you don't want to forsake the guy because he's done a lot of work for you. I get it. But maybe put him somewhere where he can kind of do his own thing and not be engrossed in this stuff anymore. Because clearly... He's gone. He's he's losing it a little bit. He needs to just get a deal with another fucking studio. That's what he needs. It's like he has these ideas, and like it, instead of having them fit the character, he's trying to fit the character around these ideas. Yeah. He wants to keep making Watchmen. Yeah, and Watchmen yeah. worked because that's what Watchmen was. Yeah, Watchmen was supposed to be satirical. It was supposed to have a lot of imagery. It was supposed to be suggestive and have a lot of analogies hidden in the meanings of everything that was going on. It was supposed and have to be subversive. Deep, deep messages sent about the nature of authority, the nature of uh, facts, the nature of you know vigilantism. That was all supposed to be there. Batman versus Superman is not that. No, no, but even in the attempt to make it that, it didn't come out that. You know, Man of Steel should not have been Watchmen. No, BBS should not have been an attempt at making a three-hour Watchmen. Justice League should not be a Watchmen. These, these are not the. If you want to put something in there. Fine, put maybe one thing and make it very coherent throughout the movie. Right. And focus on it if you want to reinforce it. 
It's not Watchmen. These are not the characters from Watchmen. You, you, these, this, this is not Doctor Manhattan. We're talking about, you know, <laughs> we're, we're talking about the goofy blue and red super powered Kryptonian guy from another planet who's the Boy Scout and saves the world, and the guy that refuses to use guns and refuses to kill people, but still dresses as a bat and breaks every bone in your body, like. That's who you're dealing with. That's great material. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be dark and menacing, especially with the stuff that Batman's involved in. But you shouldn't be, like, trying to inject all these images of Jesus in there <laughs> and trying to send all these overarching stories and messages that just don't make sense within the context of the universe or the characters. Like, it's you need to create something unique because clearly you want to say some stuff. But you're using the wrong avenue to do it. You're using the wrong microphone to try to send your message and even you're using the wrong fucking characters in that universe even it's like yeah. there are characters within that universe that, that you, you could, could use. use absolutely yeah, but you went for you tried to do that with the fucking the big names like superman I, i'm gonna turn him into um Goku? Yeah, I'm going to make him an extraterrestrial idiot who has uh, is prone to fits of rage and fights superpowered people and has no concept of collateral damage at all. Yeah. It's... Wait, what? Yeah. I think the count, the, the movie count, Batman killed like 48 people. Like confirmed killed 48 people. <laughs> no, that's not even guessing at who else died. <laughs> Like that's that's a pretty big diverge uh, from the norm, okay? Like you know, I'm pretty sure 48 people don't die in a year in some cities, <laughs> and Batman killed 48 people in one night. Oh my god, that's probably an issue. It's probably an issue, okay? That's we're not saying that Batman can't have ever killed anybody ever, but when you kill 48 people in one incident, maybe you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah, this is how I know this man thinks way too highly of himself. You remember Justice League? Oh, I do. Yeah. I don't want to, but I do. Yeah, just like the rest of us. Um, there was apparently a uh, a convention or something like that where people got to actually <laughs> ask him. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. Yeah, people got to ask him about uh, Justice League and people were asking him about the Snyder Cut and all this bullshit. Yeah. And apparently, according to him, uh, the movie that he really wanted to make would have been the movie that, according to him, would have made Batman versus Superman make sense. And I mean, like... You shouldn't need to make your previous <laughs> movies make sense with another movie that's meant to repair it. <laughs> if you fucked up, you fucked up. Don't try to repair it with another movie. Just make another movie. Hey, kids. You, you want to see a, a Justice League movie where it's basically the Age of Apocalypse, but with, like, dark side? <gasps> no. <laughs> no. You, you, I don't even like Age of Apocalypse. You, you the want... comic's bad, the movie's bad. <laughs> and it should feel bad. And it should feel bad. You want to see a movie where, like, most of your superheroes are completely fucked? And the last person who could possibly save this timeline is Speedy Sheldon Cooper. Oh, he's so bad. <laughs> I'm sure Ezra Miller is a very capable actor. I hate him. I hate him as the Flash. He's awful. It's the worst. Uh, 
He runs There's like a an t- idiot. Grant Gustav. Grant, Grant Gustin. Gustin. I, I always want to say Gustafson, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> Grant Gustin is leaps and bounds better. Leaps and bounds better than the movie one that cost hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it was like $300 million that they spent on that fucking movie. Hilariously, TV Flash. The TV guy's way better. TV Flash. Way better. Act circles. The costume's really, really fast circles. Oh, no. It's almost like he has better running form. That's just... Again, check out our Justice League review if you want to know more. (laughs) We ran about it quite a bit. Yeah. That that review was like three hours long because we had a lot to say. Booyah. Longer than the fucking movie. Booyah. (laughs) Poor Ray Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) That poor bastard who honestly should have been the focus of this movie now has to live to watch someone else do it better on streaming television. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the news. Oh. You know, I hope in the the dark apocalyptic future where dark side runs everything that I'm not too dead to ask, what books are we hitting up this week? Well, Emery, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> All right, for those of you uh, who didn't watch the previous episode of Hit the Books Podcast, we have changed to a slightly different format for the new releases for the week, uh, just to save on time and to make sure Emery can get out of here at a decent hour. Um, I will be doing the releases for the week coming to your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. Uh, by myself and on the YouTube presentation, for those of you who watch our videos, um, I will be changing it up the way I post it. I used to individually edit every single one and put it on the video on each side of the screen so you could see what's going on, uh, usually on whoever uh, was discussing the, the cover uh, bouncing between me and Emery. Now I'm just taking a video shot while I'm recording this, so I'll just lead you with my mic on the screen, and I'll crop it and everything, and uh, make it so you can um, actually see it a little easier, and actually see exactly what I am seeing on the screen, so you know exactly what I'm talking about, instead of just guessing what variants, you know, are there in addition to the regular covers um, that I usually post it, so... Without further ado, let's get into it. These are the releases for April 3rd, 2019, the upcoming Wednesday at your local comic book shops. First up, from Marvel Comics, we have Age of X-Men, Prisoner X, number two. We have Avengers, No Road Home, number eight. The pretty nice cover there. We have Captain America, number nine, again, with a very iconic cover there. We have Conan, the Barbarian, number five, again, solid cover. A lot of very solid covers from Marvel this week, just not a lot of great covers. Um, So, big shout out to Marvel for having a pretty high bar there. Um, Next up, we have Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, number two. I guess... uh, Ghost Rider really, really has become a little OP recently, both the Johnny Blaze version and the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Next up, we have Deadpool, number 11. We have, with a ridiculous variant there, we have Domino, Hot Shots, number two. Uh, the Domino book was pretty entertaining when uh, we had that going on for a little while there, so I assume this is probably a pretty nice follow-up. We have Major X, number one. 
We have Marvel Superhero Adventures, Spider-Man and the Web Designers, number one. We have Marvel Team-Up, number one. We have Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number seven. We have Star Wars, number 64. We have Star Wars Solo, number seven. We have The Amazing Spider-Man, number 18. We have The Champions, number four. We have The Immortal Hulk, number 16. We have The Punisher, number 10. We have The War of the Realms, number one. We have Uncanny X-Men, number 15, the book that Emery has been losing his mind over. And that wraps up Marvel. From Dynamite Entertainment, again, ton of boob and uh, under skirt shots from Dynamite, because that's what Dynamite does best, apparently. Uh, we have Betty Page, number three. We have Hack and Slash versus Chaos, number four. Let's see here, which one's the main? Which one's the main? This one? That's the main. We have Obey Me, number one. Right there. We have Red Sonia, number three. I think that's the regular cover there. Although there are some pretty badass variants there. Really like the, the, the Tedesco one. It's pretty good. We have the Six Million Dollar Man, number two. We have Xena, Warrior Princess, number one. I'll show you their actual cover there. Again, ton of variants. This one, not too exploitative, though. So, good on you, Dynamite. Growing up a little bit. From IDW Publishing, we have Amber Blake, number one. We have Atomic Robo, Dawn of the New Era, number four. We have... G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 260. We have... Giant Killers... Yeah, I'll cut that one out. We have Impossible Incorporated, number five. We have Lodger, number four. We have Magic the Gathering, Chandra, number two. Very Joe Benitez like cover, uh, although clearly this is somebody else. Tully Bow. Uh, next up, we have Marvel Action, Black Panther, number one. We have Night Moves, number four. Talking about your night moves. And then we have Uncle Scrooge, number 43. From DC Comics, my boys, we got Adventures of Super Sons, number 9, with a very Westworld-like cover with Jonah Hex there. We have Deathstroke, number 42, The Terminus Agenda. We have Female Furies, number 3. We have Green Lantern, number 6. We have Harley Quinn, number 60. Very nice variant cover there. We have Justice League, number 21. We have Suicide Squad, The Black Files, number 6. We have Young Justice, number 4. And that wraps up DC. From Image Comics, we have Die, number 5. We have Eclipse, number 14. We have Gasolina, number 17. We have Mirror, number 10. We have Paper Girls, number 27. 
We have Redlands, number 12. We have Section Zero, number 1. We have Self Made, number 5. Very trippy cover. We have The Walking Dead, number 190. Getting close to the end there, folks. Very close. We have Vindication, number 3. And that wraps up Image. Love what Image does. Though they've been a little less inspiring recently. We have, from Dark Horse Comics, we have Anthem, number two. We have Astro Hustle, number two. We have Frozen, Reunion Road, number two. A lot of number twos. We have Halo, The Lone Wolf, number four. We have Light Step, full page cover, number five. We have The Division, Extremist Malice, number three. Just pick that game up. We have The Girl in the Bay, number three. And finally, we have Witcher, number four, of Flesh and Flame. If you haven't read the actual Witcher books, they're very good. Go ahead and check them out. From Boom Studios, we have Giant Days, number 49. We have Rocco's Modern Afterlife, hmm, trippy, number one. We have The Storyteller, Sirens, number one. Very nice cover. And that wraps up Boom. From Archie Comics, we have uh, Betty and Veronica, number four. And that wraps up Archie Comics. Nope, I take that back. We have The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, number one, monster-sized edition. And that wraps up Archie Comics. From Aftershock Comics, we have Dead Kings, number four. And we have Oberon, number three. From Lions Forge Comics, we have Catalyst Prime Summit, number 14. We have Sally's, number 9. And we have Stiletto, number 1, Officer Down. From Titan Books, we have Robotech, number 19. From Vertigo, we have another Sandman Universe book, The Dreaming, number 8. Kind of sad because, you know, I love the, the Sandman Universe and all the writing and all the art aesthetic, and they've had great covers. But there's nothing else in Vertigo's line right now. It's just all Sandman stuff. Which, I, I mean, it's not a terrible thing, but it'd be nice to see something else in there. And that is everything coming to your local comic book shops this week. Your regular cover of the week goes to Xena, Warrior Princess number one. From Dynamite Entertainment, of all the publishers. Uh, <laughs> this cover done by David Mack. Uh, I'm going to go with the broken clock rule. <laughs> Every now and then. They get one. Every now and they then. They get one. Uh, Dynamite, um, famous for boobs. <laughs> and lots, lots of boobs. Blatant boob covers everywhere. Oh, yeah. But there was a handful of these Xena covers that were really good, and one was even considered for the variant cover of the week. But we ended up using the proper Xena uh, David Mack cover from the main cover uh, as the best cover of the week. Um, it has a really awesome kind of watercolor aesthetic to it. David Mack did something real cool, really highlighting Xena as the character without over-sexualizing it, which is what every Dynamite <laughs> book does nowadays. Just every book is just boob and thong and just big titty everything. <laughs> it's just... Can't we just make her girl Conan? It's, I, it's not a problem. I get it. There's a fan base for that. 
I enjoy a smutty book from time to time. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Something about those boobs, though. I get it. Believe me. <laughs> but it shouldn't be your entire business model. <laughs> Every week, we look at, at the Dynamite books because they have 30 new covers but there's only two new titles, and everyone is a boob thong variant of whatever's going on. Oh, I got an idea. Vampirella, Barbarella. Yeah, you know. I have this perfect idea. Red Sonia. What is Deja the, Thoris? What is the predominant demographic of people who buy comics? Men. What do men like? Boobs. Uh, yeah. Cut, print, we have a business. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> not to say that the books are bad. A lot of the books, especially like the Red Sony books, are actually pretty decent. But again, it's the blatant, shameless covers <laughs> that they use to push these books. It, and it probably kind of hurts the business because I'm sure it's, it's always awkward if you buy the physical version. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll take all of these, so sir. I, so I'm going to I'm just uh, gonna go up and upside down and say you can't see the cover. Yeah. No, my shame. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to take this up to uh, any one of my favorite uh, hipster female cashiers. Yeah. And which just, which just, there always are. Which there always are. It's very embarrassing. It's like, oh. It's very awkward. I, I, I'm gonna... It's like, I'm no, gonna, I'm not yeah. a total creep. I promise you. Yeah. I just like the book, okay? Yeah, just, yeah, just, please, pardon, pardon, pardon these books. I promise you, if you read it, it's not pornographic. It's, like, it's just... It's just... It's only the uh, cover. I promise. Uh, oh, God. So embarrassing. Uh, yep, it... it it hurts. Yeah. But this is how co cover should be done. But I don't want to detract from the main thing that we're doing, which is honoring David Mack for making an incredible cover. Right. Again, this is an awesome cover for the, the Xena character. You know, it really makes me think about the Xena show from uh, the 90s there. Oh. I used to be on Sci-Fi with Hercules. Back when Sci-Fi was actually good. Oh, my God, I miss sci -fi it. Sci-Fi used to be good. They like, used really to. Good. No one else used to be good. History Channel. <laughs> history Channel used to be good. Uh, history Channel used to have history on but yeah, sci-fi used to be good. And <laughs> they so did. was History Channel. They were good. And Xena is a callback from when sci-fi was good. Oh my god, I so miss those good. days. Yeah, the reruns of the X-Files. Yeah, oh. Xena. Yeah, Hercules. Oh. That was so good. Sci-fi before they became so siffy. Now it's just like... D-list science fiction movies that are comically bad so stoners can laugh at them. Uh, that's what sci-fi is now. Uh, no bullshit. And Krypton. <laughs> yeah, and Krypton. Randomly Krypton. Yeah. No bullshit. There is one thing on there that I've actually watched that's actually pretty good. It's called The Magicians. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is basically like... I've seen it on listed on Netflix, so I thought it was a Netflix show. <laughs> oh, oh Honestly. yeah. No, I mean, it... it... Imagine for a moment that it was uh, there was some kind of uh, college, and not just like Hogwarts. So, like imagine like if there were a college where people would further learn magic. Nice. And it, it's it, it has a lot of adult themes. Mm. You can deal with real shit. Saucy. Oh, it's pretty saucy. Saucy. Oh, it's it, it's hot. They should change their name to Saucy Fiction. Ooh. Probably. I'd watch. <laughs> I might actually watch Krypton if they did that. <laughs> Jor-El can get it, baby. 
Uh, they'll all be kneeling before Zod this time. Well, I mean, Zod was flying a big black penis ship, so... <laughs> I think they actually made Zod black this time around. Did they? Yeah. Wow, look at that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> Unexpected. It's fine. fine. It's yeah. fine. I, I don't see why they would... But I also don't see why they haven't done it before. But I think it's the perfect opportunity for Zack Snyder to tell us how he really feels about it. Oh, yeah. In my version of Krypton, someone <laughs> like Zod could totally be raped in prison. Look, you, all you fans think that spaceships should just look like spaceships, but okay? I live in an adult world, okay? Black penis ships are the way to go for the future for adults, okay? I'm sending a message here. It's, it's, uh, we're talking about penetrating space, okay? Okay. We're spreading our Kryptonian seed across the galaxy, okay? We're, we're we're trying to, we want to penetrate children, okay? Like when we penetrate things, we go in deep, we go in hard, (laughs) and we go in and out a lot, okay? This is what we do when we, Enter space. It's symbolism, okay? Yeah. I'm an artist, okay? Yeah, we are all about the big black dick. H.R. <laughs> Giger didn't know what the fuck he was doing when he came up with any of his art that heavily influenced Alien, okay? When it comes to big black dicks in space, I am where it's at. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> TM. <laughs> All of the Kryptonians get frozen in big black dicks. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, that's a whole new meaning to the Phantom Zone. Oh. oh boy. Oh, they boy. go in and they never come out. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to honoring David Mack and his wonderful cover. <laughs> this is. All right, this has been a very fun episode for me. This has been. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. <laughs> we'll see how it goes when I'm editing it and actually having to watch it as a spectator. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. I apologize, David Mack. Your cover is awesome. I don't want to take anything away from it. It's a great cover. Which is why it is the cover of the week. It is the Hit the Books cover of the week. And once again, great color work, great aesthetic, great watercolor design, bold Xena Warrior Princess standing on top. Um, clearly with no, you know, exploitative things going on and kind of in, in, in influencing some nostalgia within me. Oh, yeah. Some positive nostalgia of Lucy Lawless doing her thing. <sighs> I, so. I, I miss the days when Lucy Lawless was doing her thing. So thank you, David Mack, for creating a wonderful cover. And thank you, Dynamite, for not exploiting it. <laughs> not over-boobing it. <laughs> Although the variants, you know, they tried. They tried. Uh, next up, <laughs> they really, they really can't though. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, next up, for our variant cover of the week, the award goes to DC's Young Justice number four variant cover. This one da- done by Dan Mora. Ooh. Now, this one we had a handful of variant covers that were all very deserving. Um, I was partial to uh, the Harley Quinn variant this week, which is very good and kind of like a fantasy aesthetic. Um, honestly, we knocked it down because, uh, I saw the Birds of Prey teaser and <laughs> I just don't want any more Harley Quinn. <laughs> you, I need a break. You, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, that's not, that's not the reason, but, um, it's not the reason, but God. Can you see. remember what the other one was? Uh, what was the other one we were considering? It was a, it was an image book. 
That's really good looking. Let me see if I can pull it up. Real quick. It was die. Image, 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 image. Yeah, you're right. It was it was another David Mack cover. Hey, and this one titled Die Number Five Variants. Um, that that was the other one we were considering. But in the end, we gave it to Young Justice Number Four's variants. Um, Young Justice on a hot streak. Good yeah, art, good artwork all around. I think they won a regular cover of the week not too long ago, and a variant cover of the week. Yeah, they, they... and quite honestly, I read the first issue. Really good. It really good start. Yeah, I haven't read yeah. so far. I'm not caught up to number four, but really good start. Um, but really, this this artwork is bold. It's got crisp, clear lines that I love seeing. I like how it has the, the white background to really highlight the character work that's in the artwork. Um, just an awesome representation of Tim Drake, of Wonder Girl, of Superboy, of the new Green Lantern character whose name escapes me because oh, she's literally just there <laughs> she just I, showed up i don't know why or think, how or her teen lantern teen lantern yeah teen lantern i mean it's fine but uh we're up to what eight lanterns now from earth from earth <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a little excessive yeah uh, this one just seems completely random i don't know if uh there's a backstory that i missed in some other book but it seemed pretty random are we just going to eventually just move oa to like a certain part of earth and just cut yeah. the bullshit yeah just you know uh, there's countries out there we don't need yeah just let, let them set set up like oa over antarctica or something yeah and, you know i'm sure they can totally not freeze there there's not that many people in mongolia right yeah, they can. They we can need it. We can just bring them over to the U.S. They can settle in like the Plain States somewhere, like Oklahoma. <laughs> the same, same thing. They set up all of their things with their magical power rings that they use to make it whatever the fuck they want that pops into their heads. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's an awesome cover. Great cover work. Uh, great artwork. Crisp, clear lines. Um, great anatomy work, honestly, like, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun to look at. It's, it's colorful. It's crisp. It's fun. It, you know, it, it simplifies all of the characters. You got Wonder Girl with her headphones on. You got, uh, Superboy with his leather jacket and his snark. He yeah. literally, they have him doing quite literally the pose that got me into Superboy. <laughs> oh my God. I am like, I'm eight years old again. Seeing what looks like the coolest motherfucker around. Yeah. It's like, I, I love it. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys like Superman. You ought to see this, like, this cool guy over here, Superboy. It's like, he's, he's the cool kid. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great cover. It brings up some nostalgia, of course, which oh, yeah. Emery and I are feeding oh, off yeah. of. Oh, um, my God. But it's just a great cover all together. If I can find this cover physically, I don't know what the, the number count is, if it's a 1 in 25 or 1 in 50 or 1 in 100. If I can find it, I'm going to buy it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I enjoy it that much. You know, I enjoy the Xena Warrior Princess book as well, um, but Xena's not quite on the character tier <laughs> um, love as you know some of these characters are so really strong showing uh great cover by dan mora um and once again uh, a great cover by david mack on the xena warrior princess number one it looks like a very promising launch uh for xena warrior princess and uh i look forward to reading it and seeing what we think and of course if you want to know what we think about these books be sure to check out our segment 
did the content match the drapes? Every week here on Hit the Books Podcast, of course, this week, because of all the delays and catching up we had to do, didn't have it. But uh, usually if we're not too, if they're not too deep into the book, say like issue 12 or 13, where we got to do a ton of catching up, right? We'll, we'll review the book when we can. In fact, I probably need to review that uh, uh, Wildstorm title that yeah. we did the cover of the week too. It's been a while, so I got to go back and look at which one it was, <laughs> which you can do as well if you go to htbvids.com and go to the Comics of the Week page and you can click by year and see all the covers we awarded that year with the the writer, the illustrator, the cover artist, uh, the company that published it and our review. Was it good, bad? Did the content match the drapes? So be sure to check that out if you got the free time. All right. Once again, thank you, Dan Moore. And thank you, David Mack. Your covers are great. They are our cover and varied cover of the week. Yeah. And for our new friends out there, this is the part of the show where we would normally discuss a topic about the world of comic books for your amusement. Unfortunately, this episode is running really long because we had a ton of news to go over and we ranted a lot. Yeah, we did. Again, it was a fun episode. It I enjoyed was. it. I hope you enjoy it out there if you're watching. Um, and if you did enjoy it, please consider checking out our Patreon page. It would go a long way to helping us out if you could contribute a little bit um, one time or over you know the course of several months or whatever the case may be. Uh, anything, even something as small as a dollar, just tossing us a dollar like you would you know any musician on the street. That'd be wonderful. And we have some award tiers if you want to take advantage of those. Uh, And it does support both the Hit the Bats podcast show that I do with Dan the Man Maloney. And it also supports this show, Hit the Books podcast. And uh, you can get yourself some goodies if you uh, want to contribute uh, high enough. But uh, if you don't want to contribute, that's perfectly fine. Everything's out there, free of use. We do it as a hobby, as a passion. Um, But it would be nice if we could get something (laughs) to help us support the show. Oh, yeah. Remember, you can always uh, check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our website, htbvids.com. Our Twitter handle is htbvids. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash hit the books. Our Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash hit the books. And you can find all this information on our webpage on htbvids.com right on the homepage. So feel free to go there and get any of the information. If you want to contact us directly by uh, email, you can contact us at hitthebooksvids at gmail.com, which you can also find on the website. If you go to the uh, menu tab and go to the contact us page, you can look that up. Uh, All of us have our own blogs on there now. Um, I don't think there's much on there at the moment, but we're going to get some stuff on there. And literally you just click, you know, host blogs, and then you click the picture of whichever guy you want to, look into and see what our thoughts are on various things. So feel free to check that out. Um, I think I've covered everything. You're a good man and thorough. Well, folks, that wraps up another mediocre edition of Hit the Books Podcast. Mediocre! Thank you all for sticking with us. Remember, I'm your host, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. Thank you for watching. We will see you next week. Shazam! Yeah! (laughs) So hyped. Oh, the hype is real.